of the Titans, the Mount Rushmore of players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Welcome from a dorm room in Ohio. This is No Butts About It. And here on a beautiful August 29th, 2022, we have Stan the Jet fan to talk about the Jets, of course, what they're doing wrong, um, the Falcons and what they're doing right, and just general football stuff going on surrounding the New York Jets because they're in the news a lot lately for some reason. They're, they must be doing something. Uh, before we get into that, though, prayers going out to Washington Commanders rookie running back Brian Robinson. He was expected to be the starter, but he was shot and has life-threatening, non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, it was an attempted robbery. Again, his injuries are non-life-threatening. Prayers going out to him and the Washington Commanders football team and the whole Washington community and his friends and family. So uh, now let's get into it. Uh, Denzel Mims, he, he requested a trade. The Panthers called him. They want him. What do you think? So I think it makes sense that he requested a trade. Quite frankly, right now we don't have the room to give him the reps he wants. Um, his rookie season, he was injured. The season after last year, uh, he was out of COVID for a bit. When he came back, he was essentially at the bottom of our depth chart. He was, he was below this guy named Tariq Black. He's probably going to get cut. Uh, at the next uh, roster cuts. Um, so he's not looking too good. His career with us is not looking too good. So it makes sense that he wants out. Earlier in his career, when we first got him, he was expected to be the standout receiver. Uh, a lot of people thought he was going to be a receiver one at the time. And uh, right now, uh, I was expecting him to come and maybe surprise some people, maybe get a third or fourth receiver spot. But if you look at the last uh, depth chart released by Robert Salah, you see him dropping all the way to number six, below this guy named Jeff Smith, who, you know, phenomenal wide receiver, but I just didn't see this happening a year ago. So Denzel Williams has really underperformed with us, and I think he sees it as that he could have a better career with a different team. So you do, do you think he is a starting wide receiver in the league? Do you think he could start with the Carolina Panthers. I mean, they don't have great receivers right now. Rodney Anderson didn't really seem happy about getting Baker Mayfield. They have DJ Moore, but he's been kind of iffy. It, who, who do you think he's going to replace as a starter if he goes to Carolina, or do you think he'll just remain as a depth piece in Carolina? Well, one team that I think he could actually fit well on is the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, right now, they have Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and there's a pretty steep drop-off. 
I also think they're a team that really needs, you know, another wide receiver to throw in there. They're a team that's going to compete. So a guy like Denzel Mims, who isn't too expensive, who's not going to really, like, tear up your uh, cap space, he's the type of guy who I think can make a difference there. Um, I've heard the Green Bay Packers throw around. I don't see that as too reasonable. Um, I think with the Panthers, um, he could kind of work his way into their uh, into their roster. I think in, in regular season games, I could see him getting a good amount of play time. And if you do have an injury there, he could be starting. Um, in regards to is he a starting receiver on the majority of teams, I don't think so. I think he could work into that. I think COVID really messed him up. He lost 20 pounds when he had COVID. Um, I think the injury in his uh, rookie season really pulled him back a little bit. So he has a lot of work he needs to do as a player, and I really hope that works for him. One thing about Denzel Mims is I've never talked to anyone who doesn't like him. He's a very lovable guy, really kind guy. Often on the field, he, he's had a very positive impact. Um, so it's really unfortunate what's happened to him uh, like in this career of his, and I really hope it works out. But I understand why he wants to switch teams. Now, Robert Solar, head coach, on the other hand, uh, had this really uh, overdramatic press conference um, right after the Denzel Mim, you know, re- requesting a trade. And he said, it's not over yet. We still want to make this work. Um, if you look at the game from, from yesterday against the Giants, Denzel Mims was a standout, phenomenal stats, by far the best wide receiver in terms of play from that uh, game. So it looks like maybe Denzel Mims is really putting his all there. Maybe he's going to try to get a roster spot with us. Or maybe he's going to be able to boost up his trade value and hopefully get that with someone else. Um, that being said, again, really hope it works out for him. I love the guy. You, so you, you're a Denzel Mims fan. You just don't know. It, it says here he finished the game with 102 yards on seven receptions and had a 29-yard touchdown catch. He's a second-round pick, so he's obviously not a bad player. They thought he was a great player. I mean, think about one of the other receivers who – in the 2020 draft, who was a second-round pick is T. Higgins. So he's in good company as a second-round receiver. Just maybe it doesn't work out here. And we've seen before where players move and that change of environment really does help them kind of bolster and they, they blossom into this receiver that they weren't before because of coaching or whatever. I think the Raiders is a really interesting pick because they did lose Zay Jones. So maybe... And they lost Brian Edwards. So they really do only have Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro, whereas they had those other guys last year. So maybe they do go and kind of look into getting Denzel Mims. I don't know how much more targets he'd get with... I'm sure Derek Carr is going to be sticking with Adams. They played in college together. They love each other. Um, Hunter Renfro is probably one of the smartest players in football. And then Darren Waller is obviously a great player when he's healthy um, at the tight end position. Moving on, you were texting me at, during, during the preseason game, or maybe right after the preseason game, about a player I had never heard of. Uh, and now I've been seeing all sorts of memes about him. Jets fans seem to love this guy. Is it, is it Chris Strev, Strevler? Strevler? Yeah. Um, what? Who? Why is he so great? What? Why do Jets fans love the love this guy? So he was brought in pretty recently. I believe he didn't have a single rep on the team in training camp or anything up till that first game he played. Um, he played two two uh, drives and got two touchdowns. Insane. 
Next game, three drives and two touchdowns, granted one interception, and in this last game, he had another two touchdowns. So throughout the preseason, in these three games, he's had six touchdowns, one interception. Um, as a player, too, he's really looking for those big plays. Um, if you look at Zach Wilson, what he did last year, he would really try to force a play that would not work, and when he didn't, that would be it. Um, there really wasn't that much of a, you know, able to make stuff work when it's all falling apart. With Strebler, he's really smart. He knows how to move. He knows how to do what he's doing. And uh, that's why a lot of Jets fans are really excited about him because we haven't seen a quarterback like that in a minute. Joe Flacco, you know, we love him. He's going to be your starter week one, probably after that a little bit. Um, but Joe Flacco does not know how to run with the ball. He's, he's not a very mobile quarterback. And while it's not a, it's not a disadvantage to him because his play style fits that, having a guy like Strebler, uh, similar to Mike White and Zach Wilson in their styles, can really help us if Zach Wilson does not get healthier sooner, if uh, you know our other quarterbacks are maybe not living up to potential. The other part of it is Mike White has really underperformed this preseason. The first two games he played um, were terrible. And in both of those two games, Strebler ended up jumping on afterwards, picking up the pieces, and winning the game. In fact, in three preseason games, Strebler has had three game-winning touchdowns. That is a pretty good run for a, a quarterback. Now, the concern with Strebler is that, similar to how Mike White had a, a couple of really good games last year and then fell off, Strebler could be having a very similar thing, uh, especially in the preseason, where there's a lot of players who do well in preseason, and they can't really bring that uh, to the actual season. Um, so there's a lot going on here. I do like Strebler. I, I really hope we can keep on on the practice squad, if not a roster spot. I think because Mike White performed up to where we expected him to against the Giants yesterday, I do think they're probably not going to be able to put Strebler on the final roster. So, okay, didn't Flacco throw a pick six yesterday, though, against the Giants' defense? Yes. The Giants', like, second, third-string defense? Yes. So, not, not – I mean, obviously Joe Flacco's a Super Bowl champion, but – also, he was carried by Ray Lewis, who is probably one of the best at his position ever on defense. But so may, I get why Joe Flacco is probably going to be the starter week one. Mike White beat the Bengals in the regular season last season on Halloween, I believe. It was terrifying. I hated it. Did not, do not want to relive that. Um, so I'm looking at Chris Streveler, just trying to learn about the guy a little bit while we're talking about him. He's actually been in the league since 2020. He has, in regular season games, he has 141 yards in his career and one touchdown and one interception in regular season games. So, it seems, and that was, that was all with the Arizona Cardinals, it seems he's really kind of come, come to fruition here with the New York Jets. Now, kind of mentioned like Zach Wilson kind of tries to force stuff and that that comes with being a rookie quarterback we see that happen with rookie quarterbacks all the time the only rookie quarterback that was really able to get away with that was Mac Jones because everyone thinks he's the next Tom Brady for some reason but do you think Mike White could replace Flacco and then Strevler would move up to where uh, Flacco is now right Mike White is now I don't think so because Flacco has played with the team for quite some time. And for the last two seasons, he's really saved us in key moments. Um, even with Mike White, um, I forget who they were playing. There's one game where Mike White started, Joe Flacco ended. So Flacco clearly, he's a lot calmer as a quarterback. 
And because of all the wide receiver threats we have out there, it's very understandable that the Jets uh, coaching staff really wants a quarterback who's not going to force and not going to take too many risks, right? We have really good pieces on the offense. We haven't been able to say that for too much time. So to have guys who we can just, you know, get the ball out there, finish the plays, not do anything crazy, just to survive these first couple of weeks until Zach Wilson comes back, I think that makes perfect sense. Um, in many ways, for Zach Wilson, this is this could be his last big year. Like, look at Darnold's career trajectory. This could be his last chance to really uh, hone something in with the Jets. So for Zach Wilson, when you're looking at him and looking at what the season means, um, Joe Flacco is really just expected to play the first couple of weeks until Wilson is back. He's definitely going to start when he gets back. I've never heard anyone suggest anything otherwise. The question is, um, how is Flacco going to be able to hold it up? Uh, versus Mike White, and I think Flacco's going to do a fine job. Mike White's a lot riskier as a quarterback, especially with his performance in this preseason. Yeah, so I googled the Jets' schedule here real quick. You guys have a gauntlet of, of like, I'm not even sure, like, like you're not going to have Zach Wilson until probably at the earliest week four, probably, just just playing it safe. So, first game's against the Ravens, which is Joe Flacco's old team that he's most known for playing. He won a Super Bowl with them. Then you go to the Browns, who you might you might win that game because of uh, Deshaun Watson being suspended. Then you got the Bengals. Uh, you're not going to win that. We're, it's a revenge game. Steelers, maybe. We still don't know who their quarterback is. I assume it'll probably... It might be, by that point, Kenny Pickett, just because... I don't like Mitch. Dolphins, and then the Packers. So, your best game on this gauntlet that you're running through, your best two chances for wins are honestly, in my opinion, right now, the way that things are set up. The Browns and the Packers, which I never thought I would say the Packers. But, like, Aaron Rodgers doesn't really have someone to throw to right now. He's been angry with his receivers. I expect Aaron Jones to get a lot of yards. I do like Elijah Moore, though. Do you think Elijah Moore is able to single-handedly carry his way through these defenses in the passing game? Well, I think we have a lot of new pieces on offense. I mean, our first three tight ends are completely new to this team and have performed well in preseason and in past seasons. Um, Out of the wide receivers, Elijah Moore and Curry Davis are there, but we also have Garrett Wilson coming in. We have Braxton Berrios coming off one of the best seasons of his career. And then we have Jeff Smith, who had an amazing training camp. That's why he's taking Denzel in his spot. So when I look at our depth chart, I do think we have what it takes to at least compete, if not beat these teams, right? I don't think it's going to be any blowouts. I think we're going to keep it tight. We also have Brees Hall coming in and Michael Carter. Um, Michael Carter had a phenomenal season last year, and he really picked up towards the end of the season. The beginning of the season, he was unsure. He didn't really have uh, a good understanding of the of the team he was working with. Now he knows his team, he knows the system, so I imagine he's going to perform much better. Brees Hall is a guy who's expected to just mash right into the season to really take hold of things. So I am pretty confident uh, that we're going to keep these games close, if not win, uh, I'd say about half of them. Um, and then our, our offensive line, you know, we did lose uh, one of the best offensive pieces uh, on that O-line that we drafted recently, but we got Dwayne Brown to replace him. We also have Lakin Thomas and a pro bowler coming into this team. You know, a guy who's worked with Robert Salah before, but also a guy who's, you know, regardless, one of the top five guards in the league. Um, so I do think we're going to have a much stronger O-line. 
the, the question is really depth for that O-line. If we do have an injury there, that could really hurt us. Um, but I do think we're going to keep it tight on offense, and defense is a completely different story. We have so many new pieces. Uh, we're also running a very different type of system on our defensive line. Uh, he's really going to be separating the uh, reps of these defensive linemen. So you're not, he's, uh, Robert Salah said you're not going to see players taking more than like 40 to 50% of the snaps. Um, he really wants to keep fresh defensive linemen coming in. So there's a lot of big changes here, a lot of uh, new players who are expected to make a big difference. So in these first five games, the Ravens, Browns, Bengals, Steelers, Dolphins, what do you think your record is going to be? I'll go two and three. Two and three. Okay, I think that's reasonable. I mean, last year you probably would have said five and out. Or like four and one or something. So you're being a lot more reasonable this year. I, I like it. Um, who who do you think the two wins are going to be against? So I think the Steelers is going to be a likely one because the Steelers are not a very organized uh, group right now. Uh, the Browns, I think, is going to be a really competitive game. My issue with the Browns is, despite not having their starting quarterback, they have amazing players in every other position. So that's going to be a real question. I don't really see it the way the, uh, against the Packers as you do, but I do think we can take a win against the Dolphins, especially since we're going to have Zach Wilson back at that point. And if we haven't had any major uh, injuries on this team, uh, I believe the Dolphins is a team that we were able to compete against, put up a few really good drives last season. I think now we can take a win from them. But they got – well, that is, the divi- that is a division game. But you've got you got the Penguin and the Cheetah on offense for the Dolphins. They got Jalen Waddle and Cheetah, Tyreek Hill. What are you what are you gonna, what are you planning on there? Well, we have a, we have we have a great receiving core. We have such a good receiving core that Denzel Mims does not think he can compete here and wants to leave. I think that's a really no, good sign. No, Corey Davis. I would also say that on defense, despite having one of the worst secondaries in the league last year, um, the secondary that we put together this year has been phenomenal so far in training camps. They're starting uh, sec- uh, secondary. Um, and I think that's really going to change stuff. Dude. I also think our defensive line is really going to harm, you know, Tua. He's not going to be able to get as many options uh, out there as you think. Corey Davis caused so many interceptions last season. Tua is going to show the league why the Dolphins tanked for him. That game. It's going to be that. He's going to throw like 500 yards to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill said he's more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. Tua's that guy. You know what? Watch it. Dolphins. I'm taking Dolphins against the Jets week whatever that is on October on October 9th at 1 p.m. You guys are going to be crying by like 110. The score's going to be like 21 to 0. Dolphins. 10 minutes into the game. We'll see. I'll, I'll hold you to it. <laughs> okay. So we've got about 10 minutes left. Um, try to keep it under 30 minutes. But might go a little bit over because it's a good conversation. You did see who I think, maybe not the best quarterback out of the draft, but definitely top two. You saw my boy, not a Falcons fan, but you saw my boy, Desmond Ritter, in person, playing like uh, the man he is, the Cincinnati Bearcat, University of Cincinnati Bearcat. What did you see in person? Is he as good in person as he is on TV? So I'd say for one, I I think – I don't think he's going to start off uh, with the starting position for that team because they do have Mariota, and Mariota did have just as good of a game as he did. 
Um, I do think he could be starting towards the middle or end of the season because, quite frankly, he's a rookie who performs just as well as Mariota does. Um, I think he's on the same level, and being a rookie, uh, that does mean they have more an ability to develop him. I don't think the Falcons are going to have a crazy season this year. I don't think they're going to pull out a lot of like big stops or have any major wins. Um, so for this team, to be able to develop Desmond Ritter this season makes a lot of sense for me. Um, he performed really well. I'd say compared to the other quarterbacks in the game, um, he was probably the second best. I, I would say Stroud was better because of his performance. Uh, but Ritter did a really good job at finding the open man. He was also really calm. For a rookie, you don't see them that calm usually, especially in what, his second game in the NFL. So to see him as calm and collected as he was, was a really positive for a rookie. And uh, hopefully he could bring that together, uh, perform when he gets those chances in the regular season, because I don't think Mariota's going to be given too many. I don't expect him to have a great season. Yeah, so, I mean... Falcons just aren't a great team right now. Calvin Ridley suspended for gambling for a year. They got Kyle Pitts, but he's a tight end. They basically use him as a wide receiver, though. Cordell Patterson was basically everything last season. I doubt he'll be able to do that again. Um, do, do you think Marcus Mariota finishes the season as the starter? Or? Definitely not. No? Uh, I, I, think, <laughs> I think Desmond Ritter's definitely going to pick up at some point. I think he's going to close out the season. Um, and I think for the team overall, even if he's a little bit worse than Mariota, you're not really going for a playoff spot. You're not really making a, a Super Bowl run here. So to develop a younger quarterback who, you know, you might be able to get a career starter out of makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah, and he's actually getting help from his starting quarterback. He's, yeah. He said that Mariota's helping him, whereas Malik Willis has, and Ryan Tannehill has admitted, he's not helping Malik Willis. He's not about to help this guy take his job. But Mariota has been helping Desmond Ritter, so maybe that'll help them. The Falcons' division is kind of sad. Um, NFC South. Got the Falcons, obviously. The Panthers with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Sam Darnold got injured in the preseason game, so Baker Mayfield's pretty much got that locked up. The Saints are kind of a toss-up. Depends on how Jameis Winston does. Buccaneers with Tom Brady, obviously they're going to probably win the division pretty handedly. But I don't know. I think, I think the Saints might surprise you there. You think the Saints? I, I think I could see them winning one of the games against the Bucs, and I can see them having a really good season here because uh, they do have a, some amazing pieces on defense. They've only gotten better this offseason. Um, and on offense, they still have a lot of really good pieces to work around with. Uh, if you remember last season, we saw all those trick plays, all those fun, amazing games. Um, the Saints kind of started that the season before. They're the ones who pioneered that style of football and really brought that from the college to the NFL level. Um, I think the Saints have a really smart set of coaches to pull that off, and I think with Jameis Winston, they're going to be able to pull that off again. Uh, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to go extremely deep into the playoffs, but I do think they're, they're not only going to get a spot. Uh, I think they could win that division. Yeah, I could see them getting a wild card spot just because of how weak the NFC is. I don't know about them winning the division, though. you got a first-year coach. Jameis Winston isn't the most stable quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he's good. He can be good when he's out there. But, I mean, Sean Payton isn't the head coach anymore. you got to remember that. I understand, but the, the staff at the end of the day uh, will operate the same because the players are the same, the pieces are the same. Uh, you still have Taysom, who you know we've all seen what he can do. 
I think they're going to be able to take advantage of the pieces they have and perform at the level that they have. I, I don't see this as being a down year for them. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I see them getting a wild card spot, but I mean, Jameis Winston versus Tom Brady. I got to take Tom Brady every time on that. Sure. I mean, are you are you going to tell me you're going to take Jameis Winston over Tom Brady? I I'd say I see Jameis Winston's team overall. Everyone. I don't think he's the best player on his team. Um, I think he's the quarterback, and he's a good quarterback for what he does. But I think his team is going to take him over Tom Brady at least once. We'll see. I mean, someone's going to be listening to this, and they're going to hear you, and they're just going to shake their head. They're, they're shaking their head right now to stand disappointed in your take that the Saints are going to win the NFC South. But, hey, it's on recording and on the internet, so we can always go back to it. Don't worry. Don't sure. worry about that. Yeah, so don't you worry. Uh, final thing here in these last five minutes. Who do you think the Steelers' starting quarterback week one is going to be? I think it's going to be Trubisky. I think he's going to start off with them. I don't see him ending the season with them. But I think he's definitely going to start out with them because he did have some really good glimpses in the past. I think their coaching staff is going to take a chance on him, see how he performs. If he can keep you know, the interceptions low and make a couple of smart uh, plays, I think he could continue throughout the season. Um, but I do think he's their best quarterback at this point in time. I think you need to develop uh, Kenny Pickett if you want to see anything from him. I don't know. Kenny, Pick- Kenny Pickett plays so smart. I hate that Kenny Pickett is on the Steelers because I love watching him so much. Like I, don't, I want to root for him, but I can't root for him because he's a Steeler, and the Steelers are bad. You know? Yeah, we're not doing that. We ain't messing with the Steelers. Steelers fans, love your quarterback. Still not a fan of the team. Um, how, how long do you think Mitch has? Like, how short of a leash do you think he's on? I haven't really seen their schedule, so I don't know. But I think depending on their schedule, I can see him making the, a little bit in there. Uh, I, I would say for him, because they do have Pickett, doesn't really have a very long leash. I, th- I could see them kind of juggling between the two. Let's say Pickett has a bad stretch, putting Trubisky back in there, and having them compete throughout the season. Um, are the Steelers going to make a big run this year? Most likely not. So unless they're winning a lot of games early on in the season, I don't think it's going to be a very tricky situation for the coaching staff. I think you're just going to play with those two guys, have them go up against each other, because they are both young quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, Trubisky, like what he's three, four seasons in? 2017 rookie. Yeah, so he's, he's still really young. I mean, it's plenty of time in this league if he plays his cards right. So, you, for the Steelers, you'd want to play with them, have them do their thing, and have them compete against each other. So, the Steelers' starting schedule is Bengals Week 1, Patriots Week 2, Browns Week 3, Jets Week 4, Bills Week 5, Buccaneers Week 6. Yeah, Tversky has a cut out for him. <laughs> <laughs> so, definitely not an easy schedule there for Mitch. Um I don't, I don't know. I think if he loses to the Jets, he's, they're not going to put him in against the Bills and the Buccaneers. That's just a suicide. They're going to give Pitt Kenny a chance, I think. So, um, well, that's that's about all we have time for. Thank you, Stan the Jet fan, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yep. Uh, we'll probably have you on more. Uh, I know Asian Ben also wants to make an appearance. So, he wants to talk about the Ravens and all the fantastic moves they've been making this season, such as trading away all their star players. Um, anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll have another episode out Thursday or Friday. I missed last Thursday and Friday because I was moving into college and 
helping freshmen move into college and all that fun stuff. But uh, I appreciate everyone for listening. Please continue to share the podcast. It has we have reached a new milestone. We have reached 20, 20 downloads uh, per in one day. We got I had twenty downloads in one day, and honestly, I think about half of those were Stan. So thank you, Stan, for catching up and uh, making sure that we are staying alive. If if you're complaining about the audio quality. Remember, if you share the show and help us get some sponsors, we can buy better equipment and have better audio quality. So, like, it's kind of your fault if you're not sponsoring the show and helping the show out. Um, but we, we've had 100 downloads in the last 30 days, so we're moving up. Every We've been going up a little bit each month, so we're going to keep grinding it out, keep working on it. Um, I appreciate everyone who's listened, everyone who's shared. If you have questions you want us to cover, DM me on Instagram. That's no buts underscore show. It'll be in the bio, or not the bio, but like the little episode description thing. And uh, also my email for the podcast will be in the episode description as well. But it's bullmoosepodcast, the number two, at gmail.com. Appreciate everyone for listening. Hope everyone has a fantastic week. And Jets fans, stay strong. Hope, hope you stay as hopeful as Stan the Jet fan is here because I, I don't see Joe Flacco doing it. But everyone have a great week.